Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 7 o'clock, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494 in what is the final evening show of 2022. Now, uh, I probably should clarify that. Other people will sit in this chair the next few nights. Like, we're not going to go dark at 6 p.m., the rest of the week, but it's my final evening show, our final evening show together of 2022. So let's have some fun tonight. 215-592-9494. Are we going to do an explicit history tonight on a Tuesday? You bet. I don't even know what day of the week it is. I mean, it feels like a Wednesday. It's a Tuesday. We'll act like it's a Friday, whatever. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight remembering what really has been an incredible year in Philadelphia sports, but we'll start with the disappointing and we'll start with really the reaction to, to, to Saturday and the loss to get to Dallas Cowboys. Look, that was frustrating. I mean, there's no other way to say it. That was a frustrating loss because the Eagles had opportunity after opportunity to win that game. You know, to go down there, if you told me before the game that Gardner Minshew would throw over 355 and score 27 points and the Eagles would have a pick six in the game, right? I mean, you don't have to be a, a genius to realize that means they're scoring in the mid-30s. 27 offensive points, a pick six of Dak Prescott, and, and Minshew throws for 355, and, and generally you feel pretty good about the way he played. I, I, I think some of the, the, the bouquets being thrown at Minshew were a little much. I thought he was pretty good. I, I didn't think he was great. But he played certainly well enough to win the game. You would have said, oh, they're going to go win the game. And they didn't. Their defense had an off day despite six sacks and a pick six. They let up too many big plays down the field. The third and 30 was horrendous. But the four turnovers drives you crazy. But, you know, as the last couple of days have played out and hearing the reaction here on WIP – I got to tell you, I'm not worried about this Eagles team. That was a tough day. It took four turnovers to beat the Eagles in November. It took four turnovers to beat the Eagles in December. This football team has lost twice, twice the entire season. And in those two games, it took four turnovers each to beat them. And each of those games were basically one-score games. I I know the, the commanders beat the Eagles by two scores, but remember the last play of that game when they just threw the ball around the field trying to make a play? And the commander scored a defensive touchdown. Like, in, in essence, the Eagles have two losses this year, each with win one score with seconds to go. And the only reason they lost both those games was because, was because of an un, a ridiculous amount of turnovers. Not one or two, not even three, four turnovers in those games really decided those football games and put them where they were. Here, here are the facts with the Eagles they're 13 2. They still have a defense that, for the most part, this year has played very well. They have 61 sacks. Okay? They have an offense that really is dynamic. I mean, this is the best receiving core we've ever seen here in Philadelphia. Goddard worked his way back in the mix. 
I still think there's enough depth on the offensive line they'll be able to get through and survive with this Lane Johnson injury. And I look at the NFC, and I'm not scared of the Cowboys. I mean, come on. That game, again, let's not also forget that this game on, on you know Saturday, the, the Christmas Eve game, it was Eagles' third straight road game. You know, I was in last week filling in, you know, for John Marks alongside Ike, and and I said it on, you know, last Thursday. I I didn't think the Eagles were going to win the game. I thought it was a really tough spot for the Eagles. Their backup quarterback, third straight road game. Cowboys needed the game more. I, I really, I didn't feel great going into the game. So I'm not going to sit here, you know, a couple days afterwards and say, oh, I'm all worried about the Eagles now. This thing's going to fall apart. They're going to be just fine. 215-592-9494. The Eagles allowed 40 points on Christmas Eve. They lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Their lock on the number one seed is now at least in doubt a little bit. You know, they they just they're coming off a tough a tough spot. And Jalen Hurts right now is still not fully one hundred percent. We don't know when he's going to be one hundred percent. We don't know when he's going to play again. But but here's my perspective on all this. I'm curious where you would lie. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I'm not worried. I am not worried about this team. I still believe they will be the number one seed. They're going to beat the Saints on Sunday. I hope with Hurts, but I think they'll beat him anyway with Minshew. They'll clinch the number one seed, and they'll have effectively three weeks to prepare for a playoff game here in Philadelphia. And I don't care who that team coming in is, right? It was the Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, Green Bay Packers, Detroit Lions, Seattle Seahawks, whoever, the Carolina Panthers, which just seems ridiculous, but whatever. Line them all up. The Eagles will be favored and will be a a you know a good bet to move on to the NFC Championship game. I'm not going to let two bad days. They've had two off days in a span of five months, basically. Change my perspective on this team. This is an outstanding football team that had a bad day against a good opponent on th- on, on Christmas Eve. And, and by the way, that bad day, they, they had two 10-point leads in the game. They were up 10-0 to start the game after a defensive touchdown. They were up 27-17. The Cowboys had no shot to cover A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. I mean, that was a clinic in route running and the passing game with those two wide receivers. Like, I just, I'm actually hoping they play the Cowboys again here in cold weather in Philadelphia. Get me Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown matched up on those corners again. They ran circles around them. I thought that was the best game that Devontae Smith has played in the NFL. He, He was outstanding on Christmas Eve against the Cowboys. Worried? I'm not worried at all. 215-592-9494. The Eagles lose, and it was frustrating, and they allowed 40 points. And, yes, the third and 30, I'm, yeah. the third and 30 felt like just a, a knee to the groin on a holiday. It just felt awful. Like, really? They're going to allow a third and 30? I think it was the first third and 30 allowed in the NFL this season. I mean, it's, it's really hard to allow a third and 30. Like, you got to have the wrong coverage. And even if it is the right coverage, you play it wrong. You've got to do everything wrong to give up a third and 30. So that was frustrating. I, I, I'm with you. But if not for two interceptions, two fumbles, including Miles Sanders, I mean, come on, buddy. This is two weeks in a row. We, we, we have to – the Miles Sanders stuff has got to stop now. Now I'm back to not trusting him when the ball's in his hands. And, you know, I think it all added up to a tough day. And, and I heard someone earlier say, oh, I don't even know if they win that game if Jalen Hurts plays. I think they do win that game if Jalen Hurts plays. And I'm not saying that Minshew played terribly, but Jalen Hurts has five interceptions this entire season. Minshew had two in the game. Okay, And you think about the run game, which is a big part of what the Eagles do. I think the complementary football, keeping their defense off the field, not exposing their defense for 35, 40 minutes on the field. They lost that without Jalen Hurts. 
You know, I'm not sure how much of the passing game was worse without Hurts. I think it was less efficient. I'm not sure if Hurts throws for more yards against the Cowboys. I'm not sure how it plays out. But I do know their run game suffered without Jalen Hurts in there. I mean, Miles Sanders really was pedestrian uh, at best on Saturday against the Cowboys. If Hurts is in there, that kind of plus one in the run game, it makes it harder to play defense. They missed Jalen Hurts. They lost time of possession. They had four turnovers. It was annoying. It was a frustrating game. But one game against a good Cowboys team does not erase four months of outstanding football. 215-592-9494. The only thing that has my eyebrow raised in terms of worry is the injuries, right? They're going to miss Lane Johnson. Well, you know, the, the numbers are the numbers with Lane Johnson in his career when he plays versus when he doesn't. They are a markedly worse football team since Lane Johnson has been drafted if he doesn't, if he's not eligible to play. And I don't know when Lane Johnson is coming back. I don't know how severe an abdominal injury is. You know, his abdominal injury is. Here's what I know. I've had an abdominal strain before, and I'm not an athlete, and it hurt to do anything. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, just getting clothes out of the top of my closet hurts. I can't imagine what it's like to try to play offensive line in the NFL and deal with that. So that's a tricky injury, and hopefully he can come back. Avante Maddox is a tricky injury, but – is it part of the reason we like this Eagles team so much and why they're so good is their depth? I mean, Jack Driscoll, I'm not sure how good he is, but he's also not a turnstile out there. And I do think as the weeks go on, the Eagles have to have serious consideration if Lane's going to miss you know, more than just the next two regular season games of you know having a former first-round pick come actually play off the bench in Andre Dillard. You know, whether it's my lot to play right tackle, Dillard to you know play left tackle. Is this the whole reason they kept Andre Dillard for this exact scenario? I think it is. It's why I sat here in the summer and said they shouldn't trade Andre Dillard. They should keep him in case something like this happens. So they have depth there. They should get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back, whether it's to play safety or to fill in at nickel, you know, with Avante Maddox out, however they want to use him. But I'm not worried. 215-592-9494. The Eagles' chances of being the number one seed went from about 98% to 96% with that loss. It was frustrating. I'm sure everyone out there, you know, just wanted to throw something to their TV before they calmed down and said, okay, it's Christmas. I got to take a deep breath. But nothing changed big picture. Nothing. The Eagles are still going to be the number one seed. They still have an outstanding chance to go to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. 215-592-9494. Are you worried about this Eagles team after what we saw against the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. Tucker, what do you feel after uh, only the second loss of the season? Yeah, I agree with you. I'm I'm not worried. I mean, this was the game that last week I, I thought was meaningless. I, I said after they beat the Bears, they should rest their starters. They shouldn't expose players like Lane Johnson or Jalen Hurts or Brandon Graham or Fletcher Cox or Jason Kelsey to the Cowboys on a short week. And I hate to pat myself on the back, but I was right about that. So as we move forward, I'm worried about those injuries, right? I'm worried about the, the cracks being shown with Lane Johnson being out, with Avante Maddox being out, because they, they've gotten over other adversity before, but this is the first time that they're now going to have to go through it shorthanded. Right? Right. This is the first time you're going to have to go play football without Lane Johnson at right tackle. You're going to have to go through you know a tougher schedule with Avante Maddox not on the field being replaced with Josiah Scott or maybe C.J. Gardner-Johnson if he's healthy. But the other thing that worries me is the turnovers. Right, This is a team that was the best team at, keep, at taking care of the football and taking the football away from opponents through about nine weeks. You go and look at what they've done since then. I think they're the last in the NFL yeah. turnover differential over their last seven games. They have 15 turnovers and only 10 takeaways in their last seven games. They have seven turnovers 
in the last two weeks combined. I mean, this isn't something that's just a blip. When they lost to the Commanders a month ago, we could say, well, you know, they turned the ball over four times, but they haven't done that all year. It's no big deal. It's happening again, and it's happening with regularity, right? I mean, seven turnovers in two weeks isn't just a, a mental breakdown. It isn't just a lapse in communication. It isn't something you shrug off and move forward. I mean, this is becoming a trend for this team, and it's setting up to if they don't achieve their goal and win the Super Bowl, I think it's going to be because they can't take care of the football. So, while I don't really, I hate to say I don't care that they lost to the Cowboys, but while I'm not concerned about them losing to the Cowboys, I'm concerned about some of the trends coming out of the last two weeks because this team, I don't think, is as invincible as it was maybe three or four weeks ago. Yeah, and they're probably not, and the injuries are piling up now. 215-592-9494 gets you bored on this Tuesday night. Final full evening show of 2022. Are you worried? Are you worried about an Eagles team that just suffered their second loss of the season? Injuries starting to pile up. The turnovers, Tucker pointed out. Here's my thought on the turnovers, and I, and it's obvious, you know, the numbers are the numbers, right? Since the, the Commanders game, they're towards the bottom of the NFL. They were the best in the NFL. I still believe they will take care of the football at a, at a, a well above average level with Jalen Hurts playing quarterback. You know, he had, he had a, um, an uncharacteristic game against the Bears. But I would say, for the most part, those other turnovers before this past Saturday were all kind of weird and fluky, right? A.J. Brown getting stripped from behind. You know, uh, you know, the ball bouncing out of Brown's hands. Quez Watkins fumbling. Miles Sanders fumbling. Th- those, are, those are more like slippery hands type of things than they are structure of the offense. I, I just don't believe we will see another game where the quarterback is responsible for multiple turnovers the way we've seen you know the last, you know, last couple of weeks. I mean, it's, it's two games in a row they've had four they've had multiple interceptions. I mean that's I don't think that happens again this season once they get hurts back on the field. So I that is a weird it's a it's a bad trend. There's no other way to say it. it, it turning the ball over is a bad trend for this team because they were so good at it and they talked about being so good at it for the weeks to start this season. But I'm not worried about this team off of one loss. And again, that not to, no, I don't want to steal a line from Doc Rivers. I don't want to do it. But when you looked at the schedule before the season, didn't that feel like a schedule loss? Third straight road game in Dallas late in the season. It felt like a game I thought they would lose in May when I first saw the schedule. I thought they would lose it last week when, when they were coming off of the Bears game and Jalen Hurts was banged up. Like, let's be real. The Cowboys are a pretty good team. They're going to the playoffs. And the Eagles went there with their backup quarterback. I don't care that Gardner Mitchell is a, a pretty good backup, a really good backup. He's a backup. He's not their starting quarterback. And they were in the game at the end. I'm not worried. Like, if they went to Dallas with Jalen Hurts fully healthy and they got smashed and they couldn't block Micah Parsons and they couldn't get near Dak Prescott, right, if their offensive line was smashed, if their defensive line was smashed, if Jalen Hurts was ineffective, then it's like, uh-oh, red flags, all the things we think we could do well, we actually can't. That was not the case. They sacked Dak Prescott six times in that game on, on Saturday. You know, their offensive line did not allow a sack on Saturday, and they still scored 27 offensive points with a backup quarterback. I, I'm not worried. Are you? 215-592-9494. Tell you, hop aboard. Let's talk to Pete Frankie, the people, starting with Frankie in Roxburgh. Hey, Frankie. Hey, Joe. How was happening? Uh, Frankie, how you doing? How was your Christmas? It was great, Joe. You know we have a lot of good food, man. Oh, of so, course. I'd expect nothing else. Yeah. But anyway, Joe, I'm not worried either. First of all, Joe, uh, that that one play where Slay, Slay was, you know, talking and blaming people, if you watch that play, he had a chance to, to come off his coverage 
he let he let him run right by him. If he, if you know, him being a veteran, he should he he stopped running when uh, what's his name? What was that guy that uh, caught that pass? They uh, T. Uh, y. Hilton. T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, he watched. It. He was looking in the back. He was looking at the quarterback, thinking that he could probably jump the route. That's what I think would happen. So he never he never went with. He never followed him. He saw he saw there was no the the coverage was late. Uh, uh, Scott wasn't getting there. He should have went. He should have went with him. And another thing, Joe Gardner will be okay even if Gardner Menchie plays. You know why, Joe? He played a pretty good game because that was his first game in the year. Now he's got that game under his belt. Now I got to think that. If he plays next week, he's going to play a lot better. He's going to he's going to see the field a little better, and we're going to be just fine, Joe. Yeah, I would think so too. I, you know, and Frankie, I, I thought um, you know Gardner for the most part played solid. Frankie, I appreciate the call, but you could tell there were some jitters. Um, I, I didn't think he handled pressure very well. Now he didn't get sacked or hit, but when the actual pressure got there, I thought he rushed some throws. Who did he miss over the middle? He threw off his back foot, Tucker, early in that game. He had a bad miss. Was it Devontae? He missed Devontae Smith in, I think it was, they weren't in the red zone, and they were knocking Close. on the door. It yeah. would have been a walk-in touchdown. They settled for three. Yeah, that, that was, I think it was the first possession. Um, yeah, he, he, I thought Minshew played a B, a B game. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go crazy over 355 yards. They, they threw the ball, what, 40 times? They threw it a lot. I mean, it wasn't like he did that on, on 25 throws. He, they threw it a lot. He had a, a 59% completion, two picks. There was the, the exchange that was missed. I actually thought the two interceptions, you could say the receiver, you know, could have fought more for him. But he also threw two passes that were almost picked off that actually were not. There was they were kind of dropped or they just bounced in front of the defender. I thought he was fine. I mean, he played above average. He didn't cost them the game. Um, you know, but he missed Devontae there. And yeah, I think if, if Gardner does have to play this week, he'll probably be a little bit more efficient, a little more comfortable. I think they're going to win this weekend, even if Gardner Minshew plays. The, the way a lot of people thought last week with the Cowboy game, and I worried about this game without without Hurts. I think this week they could beat the Saints with Gardner Minshew, and, and he'll play a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, they went to Dallas with their backup quarterback and still had 34 points and nearly won the game at the end. Like, I, I didn't actually believe they were going to win when they lost the lead in the fourth quarter. But then Minshew completed those two passes late. I'm like, are they going to win this game? Could they beat New Orleans with Ian Book? That Should might, they try it? That might be stretching it. I remember Ian Book playing last year for the uh, the Saints, and that was a disaster. Sean's in Williamson. Hey, Sean. How's it going? Good, Sean. What are you thinking tonight? Uh, yeah, I was just playing like a little devil's advocate, right, mm-hmm. and thinking. And and earlier in the season when uh, Eagles played Cowboys, it was it was a close game. It was Cooper Rush, right? And Dallas's defense was, I, I would say, more healthy than they were coming into this game. So kind of getting an idea of how well, you you know, we performed in the first game from a defensive standpoint with Cooper Rush versus, you know, Dak. And then now seeing what Dak can actually do to the defense. And then likewise, if Dallas gets their, you know, healthier defense back for playoffs and they come and they match up a good, you know, again, 
what's the confidence level going into that game? Yeah, I'd, I'd the be defense. Yeah, I'd be very confident, Sean. I actually, I, I would like to play the Cowboys again. I, I'm not worried about them. Plus, if they play them here, uh, you know, assuming the Eagles win this division and have the bye, at that point, it'd be the Cowboys' fourth straight road game. So I would actually welcome it if if they come in here in January. I think the Eagles win the game next time without question. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. And you got to start appreciate. And look, I I think that would be a, a marquee game. It'd be an awesome week. I mean, imagine a Cowboy week in the playoffs here in Philadelphia. But I'm not worried about it. like that. I, I'm not surprised. Or is anyone out there surprised Dak Prescott played well against the Eagles? He does this often. Dak Prescott's had a really good career against the Eagles. It's like I'm not surprised he he completed passes. And I know when people saw the stats, it was a 24 against 24 against zone coverage, and everyone freaks out. And Jonathan Gannon is public enemy number one again. He had a good game. I also thought the Eagles in the secondary had a bad game. You know, for as much as we've given them credit in the secondary this season, they didn't play well on on, on Saturday. I mean, Darius Slay, you know, he also he didn't play well in that game. Darius Slay, you know, for as great as he was early in the season, I think he's fallen off the last couple of weeks. That he's got to clean that up. When was the last time he had a good game? That's a good question. It feels like Slay, you know, maybe the first seven, eight, nine weeks of the season, we were talking about him every week. Like, man, no one could throw against him. Um, I don't know, like, last five or six games, doesn't it feel like teams are throwing at him and having success? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have an interception since the last Dallas game. He has three pass breakups in his last five games. He allowed five completions on five targets last week. To the Bears! They can't even throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, you look at what's happened really since the, the Washington game that they lost. Seven targets, four targets, four targets, six targets, five targets. Teams are throwing at him, and he's not responding. Yeah, he's got to respond, and and I think he'll be. Yeah, I I would hope he'll be better moving forward the rest of the season. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That is how you hop aboard here. Eagles lose to the Dallas Cowboys. It was frustrating. Four turnovers is unacceptable. The fact they had a chance to win that game made it even almost harder. Like it's like ah, oh, four turnovers you get blown out. No, they had a real chance there to do it. But I'm not worried. 215-592-9494. Are you worried about the Eagles? As the injuries pile up, as a second loss happened, as they no longer have as firm of a lock, no question about it, on the number one seed, I'm not worried. This team's going to be fine. It was a frustrating day, third straight road game, backup quarterback, to steal a line from Doc, from Glenn Rivers. Felt like a schedule loss. 215-592-9494. Come back. Your phone calls end we got to play Explicit History, and tonight might be my favorite one because it's 2022 Year in Review Explicit History. We'll give you the best moments in Philadelphia sports over the last year. You tell us the name that is bleeped out of the call. We'll start that next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Get you aboard on this Tuesday night. I'm not worried. That loss was frustrating. The Eagles could have won the game. I wish it was all locked up. I wish everyone was healthy. But here's the bottom line. The Eagles are 13-2. and And I'm hearing a lot of screaming and yelling about a defensive coordinator Oh, my goodness, how bad. It's just like last time. We did this a month ago. The offense turned the ball over four times, okay? The Washington game and the Cowboys game, eerily similar, the losses the Eagles have suffered this year. Four turnovers. I don't care who your defensive coordinator is. You turn the ball over four times, you lose. Okay, here here are the here are the stats on this, and it is it is remarkable. I don't need to tell you who the defensive coordinators were of any of these teams. It doesn't matter. Okay, here are the numbers. Teams that turn the ball over four times in a game. Ready for this, Tucker? In the last 10 years, there have been 231 games in which a team turned the ball over four or more times. You know how many times the team won that game? One? 20. 20 is the number. So a little more than one. But 20, 2, 10, and 1. I guess there was a tie in there. 20, 2, 10, and 1 over the last decade when you turn the ball over four times. I'm sure some of those games, the defensive coordinator was pretty darn good. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying Gannon did a great job on, on Saturday. Again, I didn't think he did a great job against the, the commanders. But both losses, I, I feel the same way. The offense couldn't hold the ball, and that cost them the game. That's a significant part of all this. And it's where I thought they missed Jalen Hurts the most, just protecting the football. I don't think they have four turnovers in this game against Dallas if Hurts plays. I think they hold the ball more because they run it better if Hurts plays. Maybe keeps their defense off the field. Maybe they're fresher at the end. Who knows? So I, I do think they would have won this game if Jalen Hurts was fully healthy and played. I'm not saying Minshew played bad, but I think it's a different game and they win with Hurts. I would agree with that. And I don't think Jonathan Gannon deserves all the blame for it, but I keep going back to, like, what does he do well? Right? Like, what game has he gone into where he's been dealt a shorthand and he's, you know, out-schemed or out-coached his way out of a tough predicament? Like, the offense certainly put the defense in a tough position, and and I know they gave up 20 points off of turnovers, but they didn't do anything else well. It wasn't like the other possessions. They they fooled Dak Prescott and forced a half-dozen three-and-outs, right? Like, they've struggled for all 60 minutes of the game. And and it keeps going back to every time Jonathan Gannon is put in a tough situation, 
he can't coach his way out of it, right? Like he lost Jordan Davis. They had to go out and sign two all pro or two former, you know, Pro Bowl defensive right. tackles, right? Like this is a guy who relies so much on personnel and so much of everything being in the right situation. I don't know. Like it, when push comes to shove, do you trust him to make the adjustments in the middle of a playoff game? Because right now he hasn't shown that. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, if you're asking me, do I have great confidence he's going to be able to stand up against Kyle Shanahan in a title game? I, I worry about that potential moment. I, I do. I think that'd be advantage Shanahan. But I do think that, that he's going to clean this up and get it good enough to get there and get them deep in the postseason. Um, as far as what they did well on on Saturday, the pressure, right? I'm not sure how much you give him credit for that, just the players they have. You know, the Cowboys only allowed 19 sacks all season. They had six on Saturday. It, it's crazy. Like if I told you before the game started, Minshew throws for 355. They have a pick six. They score 34 total points, and they sack Dak six times. You would have said, we're celebrating all You think week. it's 34 to 10. Yeah, you think it's a blowout. And somehow they lost that game. I'm not worried, though. The character of this team will bounce back. They're well-coached overall. They're going to get Jalen Hurts back here maybe this Sunday. And this seems to be A-OK. 215-592-9494. All right, your phone calls on worry. Are you worried? Yes or no? Very simple. Are you worried about this Eagles team after the loss against the Cowboys and with the injuries now to Lane Johnson and Avante Maddox? So we'll hit you on that. And we got to play Explosive History. Now, this is a very special one for everyone out there. I always wonder if we have different audiences every night or is it like, you know, we know we have our people, right? Like Frank, he's one of our people, right? He's there every night. But I always wonder different nights, and, and it's a different week. It's a holiday week. You know, I'm not even sure people do this week. I, so I, it's a different kind of week. So we, I got so bored, I came to work. We both came in. I I, I woke up today because I, you know, I, I knew I was working tonight. I was, I, and I didn't mind. I was like, I'm the only day I'm going to be on this week, so we'll, we'll have fun tonight. But then I was like, oh yeah, it's I have to. We have to work tonight. We got to do a show. Uh, but no, we're, we're having fun here. But the bottom line is, most times we do explicit history. On Friday night. So if you're usually, you know, a Tuesday night listener, you're like, what is this game? Here's what we do. We're going to play you a highlight, a moment. Now, this time, the, the, the category is 2022 Philadelphia sports moments. And it's been a heck of a year. We were going through some of the highlights. It's been a heck of a year in Philadelphia sports. Obviously, a 13-2 Eagles team, a World Series trip for the Phillies, a Sixers team that always has, you know, some, some sort of wackiness about them. And we know they went to the second round last year. So... We'll give you a highlight of a big moment this past year. You tell us the name that is bleeped out. We'll play some explicit history. 215-592-9494. Jordan is up on WIP. Hey, Jordan. There we go. We about to talk crazy today. I hope y'all ready. Uh, we're ready, so Jordan. What's question, up? <laughs> so to answer your question, first off, um, I think there is has to, has to be a little bit of awareness and worrisomeness um, just with everything that's going around. Now, I'm going to say something, and I feel like no one has said this. Not ESPN, not you guys. I feel like no one has said this, but it's the most blatant, obvious thing. A lot of people say, uh, oh, well, Jalen Hurst doesn't play defense, right? Isn't that what they say? Oh, Jalen Hurst doesn't play defense. So, But he's like, if you were compared to basketball, he's like a floor general. So he's a person that affects every part of the game because of the type of player that he is, because of the type of leader that he is. He's a person that comes onto the field and literally gives everybody strength, gives everybody energy, gives everybody the number one thing that you need in NFL, which is confidence. If you have confidence in the NFL, it doesn't even matter if your talent isn't as good because you're the person that's going to try harder than the next person next to you. So you're going to jump up and take the ball from a receiver who thinks that his skill is better than the hustle. 
Am I right? Am I wrong? Well, Maybe you, I'm well no, Jordan, I, th- I think you, I think you're you're onto something. And here's what else I'll say about Hertz and like kind of the stuff we don't talk about. I thought the running game on Saturday was bad. You know, they're usually a really good running game. I thought the running game was bad. I thought they missed him in the run game. And when they run the ball, they hold the ball for longer. Time of possession. I, I thought they their drives weren't very long on, on Sunday, what, on Saturday against the Cowboys. And that that's where I really felt it. Like those plays where it would be a first down because Hertz would run for six or whatever, or the run game. Like I thought they missed him there, and I thought it, expo- it exposed their defense being on the field for as long as it was. No, for sure. So, so the other point that I had, which which I'll link into what you're, which, which literally what you just said, because if it, if it's the truth, whether you say it backwards or forwards, it's still going to be the same thing. So, I will say I, I will agree to what you're saying about that, but I also feel like they like to make statements sometimes. The coaches say some for some reason they feel like they need to make statements. When I don't feel like they need to do that, you're making a statement by doing what you do well. You know what I mean? You don't have to force the pass to just show everyone that Garner Mitchell can can pass the ball. You know what I mean? But what but what my other second point is, and I'm gonna get right out of here, um, is that if you really look at it, it really is very much this team is very much like a puzzle. Every piece is valid to the entire picture. So as much as it doesn't, you know what I mean? Our team is quote unquote stacked. These players each rely on one another. I don't think they're lying when they say that stuff when they're um, on the interviews or stuff like that. So if you take that, that's a person that's used to relying on somebody on that backside, like like Darius was that time. He's used to being able to rely on the person that's behind him. He, he, he has it under control, but he didn't have that because his player was out. You know what I mean? So I feel like this, this team is a lot more, um, I guess, like sensitive in a sense or very like – fragile in a sense than people think because each player is very key for the other player's success there's no player that isn't more important for their other player's success they really all depend on each other yeah I'm it, get off it, the it line works and i'm gonna hear what you said you got it man and jordan we appreciate it. it works in concert uh and and it's complimentary football i mean I, I i do think that their defense has kind of looked better than it probably really is at times because they play from ahead most of the time they aren't on the field as much. They can rotate defensive linemen and all, and and for the most part, not have many snaps. I mean, you start throwing the formula off, and the whole thing goes awry. Yeah, they made some plays in the passing game. I, I thought it was the best game Devontae Spitz played in, in the NFL. He he was remarkable. I mean, I really I walked away from that game Saturday, and said, other than Dak, who obviously had a really good game. The best football player on the field was Devontae Smith. I've never said that since he got to the NFL. I mean, you know, we've, he's had some big games. You know, he had the big game against Washington earlier the season, but I, I thought he was remarkable. So they threw it well, and they had some good moments, but they, they did miss Jalen Hurts on, on Saturday. I think they win that game if he's out there and it's the kind of the normal – you know, style of football the Eagles usually play. I, I mean, we, we could we could look at Gardner Minshew's stats all we want. I thought he played a B game, and they have an MVP co- caliber quarterback that's played a lot of A games this year. I thought they missed him, and with the injuries in the secondary, you know, they're they're vulnerable back there now. They are. If you keep giving teams shots, they're going to make some plays against the Eagles. But the the big picture is this: Did they play great on Saturday? They did not. Four turnovers is a joke. You can't have that again. But we're talking about a 13-2 football team that all they need to do is beat the Saints or the Giants at home to have the number one seed. I'm not worried about this team. To play a third straight road game in the NFL is usually a loss. I mean, no one wants to hear this because we just want this Eagles team to win every game and we don't want to ever lose to the Cowboys. A third straight road game is usually a loss in the NFL. It don't, and if it's not a loss, you usually don't get the best performance out of a team. Do I think this defense is about to go into a, into a crater and fall apart the rest of the season? I don't. 
I, you know, I, I'll tell you right now, I won't be shocked if they hold the Saints to 17 or less points on on Saturday on Sunday. I mean, I think they'll bounce back in a big way. In fact, the last time they had a bad night was the 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 Washington game, right? The the, the Commanders came in here and all those first downs, they couldn't stop the run, and we yelled about the defense for a week, and everyone hated Jonathan Gannon. And the morning show fired Gannon the day after the Washington game, and then they went out there against the Colts, um, you know, a, a bad team. But on the road against the Colts on a short week, and I think they allowed, what, 16 points to the Colts? I could see the same kind of thing this Sunday against the Saints with Andy Dalton, and I don't even know what the Saints do uh, week to week offensively. But they, I, I know this, they don't score. I can see the Eagles defense bouncing back in a big way. 215-592-9494. Miko's up in Philadelphia. Hey, Miko. Yeah, how you guys doing tonight? Good, Miko. What are you thinking tonight? Um, I'm doing good. Um, I don't feel like we should really be worried. Um, I feel like if anything, Dallas should be a little bit more worried because we stayed in the game with our backup quarterback and we had four turnovers and it still was a close game throughout. So I feel like if anything, Dallas should be a little bit more worried. That tells a lot. We got our starting quarterback and, you know, we had two turnovers instead of the four. I feel like we would have won the game. So I feel like if anything, Dallas should be worried and other uh, NFC, NFC, yeah, NFC teams. Well, yeah, I mean, Miko, I, for Dallas, like I, I wouldn't feel great if I was them. Right? It took four turnovers and Minshew playing to barely win the game at home while the Eagles run their third straight road game. I didn't think exactly. Dallas was very impressed. I thought Dak played well, but Micah Parsons was basically invisible the whole game. He was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. Miko, you want to play some explicit history with us? We'll give you a, a yeah. call. You tell us what's bleeped out. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Miko's ready to go here with explicit history. Let's ready to go. Him. All right. Nick Nurse is telling Van Vliet to get back into the lane, play defense there, because, again, just point nine on the shots. Turns, fires for the win. And the Sixers take game three here in Toronto. And the crowd is silent. Everybody, mouth shut. Miko, wow. who made that shot? I'm a, uh, I really don't remember the. I'm gonna say Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, uh, Miko, mm. uh, decent guess I would say. I mean, Jimmy did make a good amount of winning shots in his time here. Let, let's make sure we clarify one more time. This is the 2022 uh, explicit history, right? I will say, do people remember the Sixers played the Raptors in the playoffs this year? I don't. I, you know what? I'm not sure because I forgot about that play until Rob Cherry mentioned it to me last week. Well, wasn't Rob on the air when it happened? Yeah, and he mentioned, like, remember you had that meltdown when this guy made that shot? And I went, mm. oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, well, I, I feel like, I think we have this thing with the Sixers where we only remember who they get knocked out by every year. Right, like, if we quiz people who they beat to get to the second round every year, I wonder how many people would get all the, the names right. Yeah, and if you mention the Sixers versus Toronto, you think of the they Butler go back year. to Kawhi Leonard in that series when Jimmy Butler was here. Right, and that now it's been a while since Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard were involved in that series. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it has. I mean, it's, it's been 2018? a... Yeah, uh, yes, May of 2018, and it has been a while now. 215-592-9494. All right, so when we, when we play Explicit History, every cut that, that uh, Tucker plays in it will be from the year 2022. He's not going to sneak any, like, 2007 in there. No, I'm not going to try to get you. Yeah, don't do that. Al is in Pottstown. What's up, Al? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing tonight? Happy holidays. You too, Al. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just want to say the defense is going to be fine. I mean, uh, what gets lost is that Josh Sweat play where he, he just picked uh, 
Dak's pocket and ran it in. I mean, that was a great play. And and the defense backed him up 30 yards. I mean, they're going to be fine. If it wasn't for a couple of miscues in the back, we would have won that game for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, Al, I, I agree with you. And and, and I that, that Sweat play, I'm glad you brought it up. Josh Sweat is, has had a really good season. I feel like it's kind of flying under the radar because Reddick has more sacks. And we talk about some of these other guys. But, I mean, I think Sweat is up to eight and a half sacks on the year now. He's, he's scored a touchdown this past game. He, he's really good. Yeah, he's coming on lately. I like him a lot. Yeah. And um, if you ask me the beginning of the season, you probably get a different answer. But that man has come alive. Well, he has. I think, you know, speaking of come alive, I think he's got like six sacks. He has eight and a half sacks last seven games. I mean, you're right. He's really come alive. He has a, he has a sack in five straight games. So he's done – He's done an outstanding job. Yeah, Al, they're going to be fine. This defense will bounce back this weekend. No worries for me. Al, you want to play explicit history? Sure. All and right. um, I, just, I just want to tell you, I'm one of those guys that happened to be listening tonight, so I'm glad I caught you guys. Uh, Go ahead. We are glad to. All right, let's give Al an explicit history here. 2022 explicit history. Let's hear it. Two on, one out. And the pitch. Swung on, did it, crushed, and the Phillies are going to lead it. Four to nothing, a three-run home run for His first postseason home run, and he's sprinting around third base. What a moment here at Citizens Bank Park. Wow. Al, who hit that home run? Uh, first season, first postseason home run. Reese Hoskins, I don't know. Oh, Al, you got it. You knew it, Al. We appreciate it. Good stuff. Yes, of course, against the Braves, game three of the NLDS. I was there. I mean, that. so when, when you know, like Tucker and I, we, I have a list. Like, I know, I know which calls he's going to play during our game tonight. I don't know the order he's going to play them. And when I say just play one, I don't, I, you know, he has, he can pick whatever he wants back there. I just have the master list in front of me. I wasn't sure because I mean I think as you would guess we'd have a we have a lot of Phillies moments in our in our list tonight because well, the Phillies went to the World Series it's a pretty darn good season but as soon as that call started the sound of it I knew was Reese before he hit the ball that's how loud it was yeah it's it was the catalyst I think for everything right you can talk about how they came back and beat um, St Louis St Louis but I, I think that home run in Game Three of the NLDS is kind of what set the city alight? Yeah, I think it did, and it set the fan base afire. Like like that, and I I don't think that stadium stopped cheering until they were no hit in Game Four of the World Series. I mean, it was like two weeks of just that kind of loud every game, and I was there for for all the Game Threes of all the series. It just was so loud. That was um that was an amazing moment, and plus it was all the the drama behind it, right? Because the game before, that's when Reese Hoskins had had the. I don't know if he was ever called for an error in Atlanta, but it was an error, right? The play he they kicked the ball, they gave up three runs that inning. Yeah, I mean it was it was a bad defensive play, which is is kind of par for the course for Reese. But there was redemption involved in that. Um, that inning was going awry. I still don't know why Snitker stayed with Spencer Strider, who clearly was out of gas in that inning. It's weird to me what he did there. Yeah, I mean you go and watch that pitch he threw. It was 93 right down the middle. I yeah. think MLB Network said after the game it was his slowest fastball he's ever thrown in the majors. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that hit 100 regularly, and he just, and he had a long, he had an injury, so he was out a while. 
But early in that game, he was pumping 99. So it was like, oh, he's healthy. But he just. It felt like the no hitter in the World Series. Like early on in that game, yeah. it felt like they're not going to touch this dude. And then he just ran out of gas fast. And they jumped on him. And, and away they went in that game. 215-592-9494. Explicit history. And are you worried about the Eagles? I am not. Tommy's in South Philly. What's up, Tommy? Hey, fellas. What's hey, up, Tommy? Uh, Long-time listener and uh, first-time caller here. Well, we appreciate that, Tommy. What's on your mind tonight? Man. Love you guys. Um, yeah, I want to touch base on the on the Eagles, you know. Um, yeah, I, I really believe when the Eagles lost, they didn't lose. I think they gave them the game. If, if you could look at it like that. I mean, four, four giveaways in both games, and they were in the game in both games. And Dallas, honestly, they – they had home. They had home field advantage throughout. I mean, like, I mean, they had. It was a Saturday game, Christmas Eve. People are there to to come watch them. And if you look in the stands, Eagles, there was like I would say fifty fifty the fans. And so, I mean, the whole entire game, Philly really was winning the game. They just gave it up. I'm not really worried about Philly at all. I mean, I think Dallas is a mediocre team. I mean, I would say five weeks ago when they blew out Minnesota, I would say Dallas was a team to look forward mm-hmm. to, to look forward to. But ever since then, they just like they collapsed, and you know, I, I wouldn't even put them past like even the first round in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you know what, Tommy? It's interesting you brought that up, that last part, because I think a lot of people are just going to assume that they're going to win their first playoff game because they're, they're going to play the NFC South winner, right, the Bucks or the Panthers, you know, a team that's going to have a losing record. It wouldn't shock yeah. me, Tommy, if they slipped up and lost the Bucks in the first round. It wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah, because they already beat them, so they already know, you know, what they're all about. Yep. I mean, it was like the first week. It but was, I still yep. think, You know, I, I think Philly is – I still think Philly is the team to beat, and I can't believe that – you know, 49ers are doing a good job of what they're doing. But, I mean, they got a defense. And I think that, you know, the, the 49ers' offensive scheme is just built for that rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, Philly, I, I don't think anybody can beat the Eagles at all, whether it's at home. I think Philly plays better on the road, which their stats show that they do. And I just think that all around, Philly is just so good when all their players are healthy or even, you know, if you have Lane Johnson out – I think that the offensive coordinator, uh, Shane Steichen, I think that he has pretty good plans. I mean, like, he, he's been pretty, pretty well adjusting, like, uh, through the uh, situation that he's been put through. Oh, he has, yeah. I mean, look, they scored 27 with Minshew, right, out of the backup quarterback, you know, obviously 34 with the defensive score. But, yeah, I think Steichen's done a really good job this year, and and I'm with you. The the Niners' defense is the only thing that worries me. That's the the thing in the NFC that worries me. Everything else, I think they're going to be fine. Tommy, you ready to play Explicit History? Sure. All right, let's let's give Tommy a moment here. 2022, big moments in Philly sports. You tell us the name that is bleeped out. Ready? Here we go. Goff takes the snap, backs up, lets it fly. And it is intercepted, intercepted, running with the football is and in for the touchdown. At least I didn't say blueberry. Tommy, who made that play in week one? Oh, that can only be Bradbury. Oh, yes, it can, Tommy. You got it, man. Yes, Yes, week one. Pick six against golf. Tommy, appreciate it, buddy. Yes. The, uh, the James Bradbury pick six. Have we gotten to the point now where overall Bradbury's had the better season than Slay? Uh, I believe if you go on pro football focus, he's number one in passer rating allowed. In the league? In the league. He's going to be the trickiest free agent 
They have. I mean, I, I'm sure they want to bring him back, but like he's in one of the monster contract, and he's played like he deserves one. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. Your phone calls. Let's hear the injury updates. Nick Sirianni, we'll tell you what he had to say. Nick Sirianni on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, on Jalen Hurts, on Lane Johnson, on Avante Maddox. Injury updates from the Eagles head coach. And what should they do at right tackle? My theory, you play the five best linemen and you figure out the rest. I'll explain next. Your phone calls, 215-592-9494. Are you worried about the Eagles after the loss on Christmas Eve against the Cowboys? I'm not. And we'll play explicit history. We'll give you the best moments 2022. You tell us the name that is bleeped out right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.